Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. We are continuing with our anniversary week celebration. Primal Potential turned two years old on July 12th, and we kicked off Tuesday, the 12th podcast, with a huge announcement about the first ever Primal Potential weekend transformation event, Ascend. So if you didn't listen to that one, you definitely want to go back and check that out. And 714 to me was just as exciting because I had my mom on the show having hard but very important conversations about raising an overweight child and the way that we can establish or destroy a healthy relationship with food. And that episode got an insane amount of feedback, so there will absolutely be a follow-up there for sure. Um, I, I want to say, because because we're celebrating the anniversary, that you know, Primal Potential exists because you exist because you want to improve your life and your health. So thank you for being part of this little family. Um, And I know on uh, Thursday, we had an opportunity to win a one-on-one call with me. I'm going to be sharing another opportunity to win with that at the end of today's show. So definitely stay tuned because I love chatting with you guys and helping you reach your goals. Today's episode is a super fun one for me because we are talking to a friend and former client who is one of my um, Fat Loss Fast Track alums who has transformed so significantly over the past year, 15, 16 months or so. And the reason that I wanted to have her on the show today is because I know that so many of you really want to transform, but don't know that you can. Like, it seems like such a daunting task to not only change the way you eat consistently, but to change the way you think consistently. And it's one thing to hear me talk about my journey, but I think when other people are really making massive changes in their own lives, it's helpful to just know, like, how did you do it? What did you do? What's going on? Tell me more. So when I was putting together some anniversary ideas, I reached out to her. She said yes. I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. You actually heard her back in the winter sharing a clip of her transformation. Um, Her name is Maggie Lyon, and I'm going to share her Instagram account with you over in the show notes page so you can follow her story. Um, She posts amazing food pictures and workout pictures, and her transformation is unbelievable. I'm so excited to talk to her today. I know she's going to be a huge help. Maggie? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you are here. And what I kind of want to start with is just a recap. Like a lot of this started, I think, for you like 14 or 15 months ago. So if you could sort of begin with 
what physically has happened over the last 14 or 15 months? You know, like that's sort of kind of like the big picture. There's so much more to it. But how has your body changed? What have your results been? And has it been 14 months, 15 months, something like that? Yeah, so I started with you back in late April of 2015. I'd been listening to the podcast for several months at that point, and I, in May, really bit the bullet, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the transform in, or one a day in May, transform in May Mm -hmm. uh, challenge, which I thought was really, really great. I was like, I can do this. It's just one thing. So that's really when everything um, started to kick off for me. So it's, yeah, it's been about 15 months now, 16 months, and I have lost almost 50 pounds, um, which is, you know, it's gone like up and down. Like currently my relationship with the scale is a little bit different because I'm trying to put on more lean muscle mass. So really how I'm tracking progress is through inches and definitely progress pictures. Um, but I was actually just looking back in my, I have this little journal that I keep all of my measurements in. And I started off with a waist at 44 and a half inches. And my weight when I began was 209, but my heaviest at some point was like 225 a few years back. Mm-hmm. And now uh, my most recent measurements for my hip are 38 and a quarter. My uh, my waist has gone down from 40, like I said, 44 and a half down to 31 inches, which oh is God. crazy. Um, oh yeah, I said hips before, but my hips were at 49 inches and yeah, now they're 38 and a quarter. So those are really two like crazy town, uh, inches, um, my stats that I'm just like, I look back in awe, um, so yeah, those those have been the physical changes for sure. And and now I think progress pictures are probably the best means for me to do that. I can look back and be like, oh okay, like I'm I'm I can see where muscle is coming on, I can see where fat is being burned. Yeah, I agree with you. At some point, as you get closer to your goal, the scale just becomes nothing but a nuisance and a frustration that doesn't have anything to do with what's happening in your body. But in the last 15 or so months, you've lost 13 inches around your waist. 13 inches. That's more than a foot. That's crazy. It's crazy to me. And, you know, sometimes when I look back on that, like I'll get my measuring tape out and just put those 13 inches back on the tape Mm -hmm. and it blows my mind, you know, and, you know, it's really great because I obviously that boosts my confidence. I'm like, "Ah, I did that. That that was me, (laughs) you know. Wow. That was that's really, really powerful stuff. And it's I'm still blown away by it, honestly. I mean, you should be because that (laughs) is unbelievable. 50 pounds, 13 inches off your waist and innumerable inches from your legs, from your, from your hips, from your bust, from your arms. I mean, when you look at those pictures, it is just like, holy freaking smoke. So you mentioned one a day in May. And for those people that weren't around last year in May, and correct me if I'm wrong, Maggie, because you might remember better than I do. But as I remember one a day in May, it was basically just I posted on Instagram every single day for the month of May one thing to do for the day. And it might have been like drink more water. It might have been go for a walk. Um, and you decided at that point to do those one things every day for the month of May. Mm-hmm. It was just that simple of a change. And before that, I totally subscribed to the all or nothing model of trying to fix my body. Mm-hmm. And the one a day, and like I said, I'd been listening to you for some time. So I felt like I was prepared more mentally for it. I was like, okay, well, I can just do one thing. 
I can do just one tiny thing. And instead of, I, I did do little everyday challenges. Like, like you said, like drink more water or go out for a walk or, you know, whatever it was. Um, but the big thing I did was I read my affirmations every single day, at least once, but Typically, it was multiple times a day to really keep my head in the game. That was a really good practice to install, for first and foremost. So there's two things I want to dive into there that you said. Prior to May, when you decided, all right, I'm just going to focus on you know this one thing and my affirmations, tell me about where you were at, not just in the strategies you were trying to use to lose weight before that, but also... How long had you been struggling with your weight? Like at, at what point kind of did you realize this is this is a problem? Pro- pretty early on, actually. Um, you know, just having listened to your most recent podcast where you talked to your mom, I just thought that was so powerful because I had so many strange learned food behaviors from mm. when I was growing up. So I'd always been really aware of my weight, even though I wasn't a big kid. I I remember like being eight or nine, being like, oh, I, I have to lose weight. Or like I would look at, you know, at my thighs and be like, oh, they're, they're really big. It's like, I'm a kid. You know, that's mm-hmm. a crazy thing for a kid to feel or think. Mm-hmm. So I'd been really aware of it for some time. And I was, I don't know, I, I was never like thin, thin. And I was always athletic. So I had... I had like a pretty average build until I was probably 16. And then I started really putting weight on when I stopped like, you know, doing athletics in high school and things to that effect. Mm. And then I just, I struggled with it on and off, especially through college. So I went to culinary school and I was a chef and a pastry chef for a long time. So that was (laughs) trying, you know, instead of the freshman 15, I mean, when I was at school, you're talking freshman 50, And I tried to combat it all the time just by exercising and things like that. But no one ever tells you early on that you can't out train a bad diet. So at the same time you're you're working your ass off at the gym, you're consuming, you know, these five star culinary masterpieces all the time. And it's it's just a lot. It was like this constant struggle for balance there. And and then after that, you know, things kind of spiraled. But there there were so many contributing factors to that. It wasn't just that I had. yeah, I don't know. There was just a lot of stress in my life. I think I really turned to food. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I would call what I what was going on in my life disordered eating, really, because I I really would towards the end of this like see myself binging, and there was a lot of depression and anxiety surrounding food. There was a lot of emotional attachment to food, and I was really I felt really lost in my life. So there were a lot of conspiring factors to how I felt about my body and what my body looked like. I I really did like looking back on pictures, I see that I was really a physical manifestation of my thoughts at that time. And and it was really, there were, there were some dark times there. It was not pretty. And I felt really down and blue a lot of the time. And my body reflected that. Um, Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're not at all. I was just, I, you know, that's so, I can so relate to that being a physical manifestation of your thoughts. And I think uh, it takes a little bit of understanding. I think if you had said that to me, three or five years ago, I'd be like, I don't even know what that means. I, when I was so deep in it, I didn't realize how toxic my thoughts were. And I knew I was unhappy, but I didn't realize how toxic my thoughts were. And I didn't realize what that had to do with food. I just thought that 
I was this fat girl that couldn't stop eating and couldn't stop binging and had no self-control, right? I didn't realize that the problem wasn't as much my relationship with food as it was my relationship with myself. So when you say that, you were a physical manifestation of your thoughts at that time and that saying your affirmations multiple times a day was such a huge part of your success. I think that's so critical in terms of how you were able to go from really struggling and feeling like it was kind of consuming a lot of your mental and emotional energy to where you've been over the last 15 months while not effortless, a much different approach. So tell me about your affirmations, what that means to you, and if you remember what some of those initial affirmations were. Sure. Um, Affirmations have been really important to me because I felt like before I, for some reason, I could do anything. (laughs) I'm really, I'm I'm pretty goal-oriented. If I want something, I'll get it. But with weight, I don't know what it was. It it felt like there was just this wall there. So mm-hmm. working on that and I mean if there there's anybody out there who has a perfectionist attitude towards things, um hopefully you can relate to this and break through that wall because I definitely do and it, that's really what was contributing to the all or nothing thing. So I thought that if I could just take pieces of that wall out. If it was if it was brick by brick Great. But if it was grain of sand by grain of sand, then that was fine, too. Mm. Um, So my affirmations, I remember I'm also really bad at coming up with them originally. So I co-opted yours, Elizabeth. And for anyone looking for them, they're definitely on the the website and she has them in a lot of different places. Um, So I started with great things in a day and every day my body is leaner. And now I have, I have, I have a lot of them now. Um, you know, like I am an athlete, like I, and I really love the one where I'm the person that I wanted to be when I grew up. And Mm. I say that now and I, you know, I catch myself in the, my, my gratitude practice where I get really emotional about that one because it's, it's true. It's happening. And for anyone out there who doesn't have affirmations, just make them fake it till you make it. You know, you, you will manifest those things. It doesn't have to be something totally crazy. It just has to be something you want to be, you know, like I, I need to be more consistent. One of my affirmations nowadays is I am consistent. I'm trying to be consistent. You know, I'm really doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I'm, I'm in control. Like, I have to remind myself that I'm in control. Again, affirmations, they aren't just things that I want to be, but they're, they're constant reminders. I have to be reminded of things totally constantly. I have to always have that carrot out in front of me. I will lose focus. I have to really put my mind into a vice. Um, so, again, you know, for anybody out there who thinks that they're scatterbrained, I'm one of you, you know. <laughs> Please align with me here. And it's, it's really tough. It's really tough. So I too had to like post them up in places where I, I had to see them all the time. I had them on my phone. I would read them on a note card. I had them in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. I had them in my notebooks. You know, I started going back to school for a post back and that, you know, that has also added a lot of like structure to this too. It's like I get up, read my affirmations, do my five minute journal. And I really make that a part of my practice. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, like I even something as simple as like I deserve this. I deserve wellness. Or I one of my favorite ones from the beginning was um, 
I am a part of the day and I enjoy it. Or I, it was something to that effect. I don't have it right in front of me, but I, I really wanted to go outside and seize the day and be out in nature because that really makes me happy. I know it makes me happy. And that's one of the things that gets me back on track too. If I feel like I'm straying. So thing, you know, it's just like do things that bring you joy. This brings you joy. I love yeah. that. And I think, you know, we talked a lot about affirmations within the fat loss fast track and creating ones that really resonate with you, but also not having a list of like 20 or 30 because it's easy yeah. to lose yourself in them. Um, and one that I say regularly is I take impeccable care of myself. Mm-hmm. And that to your point, we would all get distracted. Life happens, life is busy. There are a million things competing for our time and for our attention. And I know for me, when I started with affirmations, I had them on note cards and I had one copy in my purse, one copy on the dash of my car, one copy on my desk, on my bedside table, on my treadmill desk, because I wanted them there because my pattern of behavior was to sort of get into this deep, dark funk. And it sounds like for you, because you were really struggling with sort of the talking yourself into not taking care of yourself, talking yourself into Mm. using food in unhealthy ways, the, it's not that we can just turn off those thoughts. I know I share often on the podcast that one of the most powerful turning points to me was to learn to stop listening to myself and start talking to myself. So I didn't mm-hmm. know at that point in time how to turn off those thoughts of like, you're so fat, you're so gross, you have no self-control, Twinkies, Doritos, Hostess cupcakes, <laughs> you know, whatever. But instead, when those things came into my mind, I would pull out my note card with my affirmations and... and I mean, I I love so many of the ones that you said, you know, I I tell myself all the time, like, I am in control of my thoughts and my choices at all times. And I choose to be positive. I choose to be grateful. I, I eagerly and enthusiastically go into my workouts and bring my best effort. Those sorts of things that as much as in certain moments, I didn't necessarily feel them. The more you keep them top of mind, the more that you want to live in to that reality. Did you feel like part of that was sort of retraining your mind? Oh, completely, completely. All all of this, yes. And retraining my mind, that you bring that up, and so retraining my mind began when I decided that I really wanted to go back to school, and that, that shifted my life. Like, and I, when I went back to school, I started going to therapy, and that, was all about retraining my mind you know to insert these kinds of thoughts in where other thoughts would creep in you know like i would have all these self-deprecating ideas and instead of saying them to myself i would just be like okay like no everything is good today is really beautiful and you've earned this day like look at how great it is be grateful for it Mm -hmm. so to piece that in and then when i found you I thought that that was such a great, a great way to again become be you know, begin to change my mind about myself because I could do it in other areas of my life, but with myself for some reason in terms of losing weight, it again it was like it was like this block. So doing reading the affirmations, it becomes second nature to you where you can then automatically insert those thoughts in and just change your outlook entirely because you can choose to do that. That's the biggest piece of this. 
I don't know. I, I really found that to be extremely powerful in, in my transformation because if I didn't tell myself that, then I would it would be so much easier for me to spiral. I would give myself permission to you know, do detrimental things. And I just, I can't, I can't afford to do that. You know, I just can't. That's such an interesting point. And I agree wholeheartedly, but I also know that there are thousands of people listening, men and women who are like, what the hell does that have to do with eating? Like what, (laughs) what does this hogwash hocus pocus stuff have to do with how I respond when Uh somebody brings in cookies to the office? What is, you know, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me how to work out. Like, what are you eating these days, girl? So for you, what was the link between doing your affirmations, saying them, and really committing to making that time, which is only, you know, like a minute. It's not like it takes a lot. But Mm. what was the link? Can you point to how that impacted your food choices? Sure. I really wanted to feel better. And that was just one piece of the puzzle that got me there. You know, so affirmations, I would say them, I would visualize them to the best I could. This didn't just happen overnight. You know, (laughs) people talk about visualization and then, you know, but I would think about it before I really got into this journey, like at the very beginning. And I would be like, oh, these people are just like levitating. (laughs) But now I... I really do. You have to do it. You just have to try. And I promise you it'll happen. But really visualizing that, seeing the person that I wanted to become, it made it a lot easier to make better choices. That's I I know that that sounds so simple, but it's really true. And then if I made better choices one day, I was so much, I would make them the next day. Like the chances of me making them the next day were now tenfold. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I, you know, it wasn't just two steps forward, one step back all the time, or in my case, it was like two steps forward, five steps back, four. Mm -hmm. Now it was, I felt like I could get a little bit more momentum behind this. And then it, it just, when I started seeing results, physical results, I I saw mental results first and foremost, because I was kinder to myself. I, I could talk to myself in a way that was gentle, like the same way that you talk to like a small child. You'd be like, yeah, you know, I have to be gentle. Yeah. And one, one thing that really stands out to me in terms of the role that affirmations play, and I was just having a conversation the other day with my Fat Loss Fast Track clients about this. I was explaining that so many times we build up who we want to be and how we want to behave as something that's so far down the line, like something Mm -hmm. that's going to take so much time and effort to transform into. But that is really a kind of messed up and inaccurate perspective. And the example that I was giving to my clients in, in one of our webinars, I said, one exercise that I go through every single morning is I visualize my dream day in my dream life, okay? And and just the short version of it for me is I visualize waking up in the morning and I visualize what I'm wearing as I get out of bed, right? It's not much, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> and I visualize how my body looks and feels as I pull on some clothes to go out to the beach because I live on the water and start my day with movement and how I feel and how I look, 
how my body looks and feels when I come back in and have my water and have my coffee and do these certain things, right? So I, I visualize this sort of ideal. And then I say to myself on a regular basis, what kind of choices does that girl, does that Elizabeth make? And here's the thing. I can make those choices today. Yes, <laughs> sure, I might not be exactly where I want to be. I might not live in the ideal location that I want to live in, whatever else. But I can say, how does that girl behave in situations? And I can do that today. It doesn't mean that I'm going to flawlessly do that every day. And for me, my affirmations affirm who that girl is. Mm. And so when I'm constantly telling myself, this is who I am, this is what I do, then the more I do it, the more that's just the default voice in my head. Whereas years ago, the default voice in my head was like, whatever, you're fat anyway, who cares? Get the cookies, go home. You better get something salty <laughs> and crunchy too because you might really want that. I had to overpower that voice and you do that with frequency and repetition. Did you, did, do you, is that similar to where you were at? Are you totally in a different, I think it's totally fine if you see it differently. I think it's helpful yeah. for people to hear how different people use affirmations and visualization. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. It was just such a powerful tool in my toolkit that could get my head back on straight. And it was so little, I didn't have to go to a grocery store or prep anything or, you know, write a plan or I just had this little thing and it was like, you know, Dumbo and his feather. Mm -hmm. It's like, this will make me fly. Yes. And it was so simple, but it really was life altering. And so many people are resistant to doing affirmations because it doesn't feel like it's going to do anything. Right. And my argument to those people is like, it's so simple. Why would you not? Like that is one yeah. of those things that I consider low hanging fruit. If I told you that snapping your, your fingers three times in the morning would make your food choices better, everybody would be like, <laughs> you know, they'd snap 10 times, right? And totally. affirmations is just like that. It's low hanging fruit. So I, I love that you brought that up because I think that it's so huge. Now, mm -hmm. it hasn't been a perfectly linear journey for you. And I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't no. think it is for anybody. How do you deal with the days or weeks or months when you're not feeling like you want to do the work? You know, sometimes we just get into like a I'm tired. I don't care who gives a shit. How do you handle those days? Okay, yes, this happens to me more frequently than I think I'd like to admit, but I handle them and I've gotten a lot better at handling them. Actually, you know what, I'm, in the beginning, I felt like my motivation was so supercharged by my results. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. this is really incredible. So yes. I felt like a juggernaut at the beginning. And then there was a point about, six to seven months in, I think that that was like my first major plateau. Mm -hmm. And it didn't worry me at first, but it really got my head very just like, oh, I'm not seeing results as much. Like, I hope I don't backslide. I hope I don't. So I was really worried about the continuum there. And like what I do now and what I did then was just like, just keep going. Like you cannot fail if you keep going. And I think that it was, um, I don't know, maybe it was on a Gretchen Rubin podcast or something like that, but she was, and this is maybe a bad triggering analogy, but like if you win a pie contest, like the reward is more pie basically. So like I learned to get back in the groove, 
just do like what you have here, you know, your bounce back strategy. I employed that the second you put up that template. Um, but really it was, it was about looking back on like my progress pictures, seeing how far I've, I've really come. Uh, because when you're looking at yourself day in and day out and you know, you don't, you, it's so hard to see you're, you're too close to the picture, but if you can remove yourself like I did and I, I had, stock photos from day one, I could bounce right back into it. That, that was one thing where I was like, okay, like you're not, not making progress. You're killing it, but you're just having a day. It's It's a perspective. Yeah. And you know, this past summer or this summer, I should say, it's not gone yet. Um, you know, it's like, I've been taking all these really crazy intensive classes and it's been very difficult to keep in my routine. And I mean, the things in my toolkit now are, I know that I can email you, which is probably one of the greatest resources of all. And for one, I'm so grateful for, but really I look back, I have the bounce back. I have my progress pictures. Um, that's, that's what I do and bad unmotivated days. And the thing is too, it's like now Thank God I can look in at this from an, from a non-emotional place yes. objectively and say, this is just a day. Like I'm not losing it. It's just <laughs> a day. Or if it's seriously now I have to do that for like month long periods of time where I don't think I'm seeing change. And then I come out of the storm and I'm like, huh, I lost an inch here. I didn't even think that that was going to happen. Or I, I'm like, wow, this bathing suit fits better. So sometimes I'm way harder on myself than I need to be, for sure. And then, I don't know, I think that times are worse than they actually are. Because they so, are in your head because you create totally them in your that head. way. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, once I get out of, you know the issue and I remove myself and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. So like see really, seeing really the forest for the trees, then I can have like a, a definitely more rational perspective and, and knowing that when I have those days that they're usually not coming from that place yeah. and it's just like, all right, we'll just move on and it's okay. <laughs> One of the things about the bounce back strategy and just to give a little context to people who either haven't heard that episode yet or haven't heard it in a while, what the, the, idea behind that episode was is if you if you have a job and you go into that job and you run into the same problem week after week after week you're gonna create a standard response to that problem it's not like every time that problem happens it's gonna be five alarm fire oh my gosh the sky is falling what the heck why did this happen if it keeps happening over and over again you're going to put some system in place to either keep the problem from happening or have a have a patterned response like this is what we do when this goes wrong right that's the mm-hmm. way it is you know people who fix refrigerators aren't like oh my gosh all of a sudden it's not cold what the <laughs> heck like how did this happen and then they have to solve the problem from scratch every time no they have a procedure okay first check this then check that we do that to be efficient in our jobs but we don't do that to be efficient with our health with our weight loss and so the idea of that bounce back strategy i'll link to it in the show notes for this episode is create a standard operating procedure for what you do that works for you and it's an evolving document that is your standard operating procedure in response to 
I'm in a funk and I don't want to do the work. And like, this is what I do. For me, I'm with Maggie. Looking at my progress pictures is a huge part of that. Getting a workout in for me Mm. is a huge Mm -hmm. part of that because it makes me feel capable and confident. Making sure that my fridge is stocked and not bone dry empty with delicious fat loss friendly foods that I enjoy eating. Those are some of the things that are part of my bounce back strategy. I'd be curious to know, Maggie, what are some of yours? Those, yeah, those are definitely on there. Um, Doing, having a really good workout that is just killer. <laughs> By the end of it, after like listening to music, just like really getting pumped up, getting it in there, and really not leaving anything on the table after that, you're like, ah, oh, yes. You're like, you can like go outside and lift a car or something. <laughs> and so that that really is very powerful for me. And I agree with you too, just about having like the full fridge or just like, just having things like. For me, that's that can be really tough. Not, uh, you know, coming home after a long day, or you're stressed out, and like you look in your fridge, and like you know, you know, your loving partner has decided to eat everything, and you're like, mm, okay, yeah, and you just <laughs> I'm don't, fine. right? And it's just like, so, oh, there's nothing here. I want pizza. But yeah. if you open oh, yeah. it up and you've got like delicious vegetables and lots of meats that you really love and there's ripe avocados in there or whatever your thing is, that's a very different yes. situation. I know for me, if I'm having a stressful week and there's not groceries, Ugh. it's a lot harder than if I'm mm-hmm. having the same exact week and I have a fridge full of foods that I love. For sure. Yeah. And I, I'm a cook, so I love to cook. So usually what I'll do is I will go ahead and just... If I have the afternoon or the morning, I'll go shop and then I'll meal prep typically. And that it's the same thing is like, you know, I'll, I'll clean something too. Like there's just something so satisfying to me Mm -hmm. about a really clean kitchen. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, like with pretty, pretty aligned with what you have, uh, in some of your bounce back strategy ideas, like just having like clean house, clean mind, more order. Mm-hmm. That's that for me. It's just like okay, like let's get back to what makes me happy on like a really skeletal level. It's like what can make me sane is like when I don't have the fatigue of looking at things that are out of order just in my physical space, that's let alone so in my head. Huge. And yeah. that's another thing that people don't think of, just like affirmations. What the hell does having a clean kitchen <laughs> have to do with it? Everything. Nobody wants to make a great, healthy meal when there's a sink full of dishes. When we have clutter all over our desks, we feel less capable of handling things. But when everything is orderly, so I'm so with you. If I take 15 minutes to just mm. tidy up, I instantly feel better. Totally, totally. And then the other thing that I really love doing is as simultaneously, I'll usually listen to a podcast that's really going to jazz me up, whether mm-hmm. it's your podcast or like, like I love Tim Ferriss and mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's podcast. So something that really where I really can get out of my head, but be really productive. Um, some of the other things I do, again, just like drinking water, really going over my goals um, or yes. rewriting my goals. Yes. That's really powerful. So it's just like, oh, okay, now it's for me. And this is just across the board with like anything that I study. It's like I have to study myself. And when I'm studying, I always have to rewrite my notes. That's just another thing. It's just like just rewrite it. Just have it. Um, and then again, you know, it's just like do something tiny. It's like I, I like to set my – for me to feel good, it doesn't take much. I just set the bar low and then hop right over it. You know, like it's like with accumulating anybody. little wins. Yes, totally. So it's like 
folding, like you said, folding laundry or just making my bed is so satisfying. So yes. it really is like these little things. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to me physically. It's it's more about like my space being like my headspace. They're very one in the same. And then, like I said before, just going through progress pictures. I think that that's probably number one just to, yeah, just to really get back on track. It's like, you've done this before, you're gonna do it again. It's okay, just keep moving forward. Absolutely, I love that. And one of the things I know you know that I do um, to sort of wrap up every podcast is I share what I ate yesterday and I will say, you mm. are a chef, I am not. So please be clear, <laughs> to be successful, you do not have to Mm-mm. have cooking skills or love to cook. I am like the oh, no. simplest eater in the world. <laughs> like I yesterday I made, a, or the day before yesterday, I made a BLT salad, I had bacon, I had eggs, I had tomato and lettuce, and I put it in a bowl, and that was it. And that's what I ate. But I'm curious to know, Maggie, what did you eat yesterday? Do you remember? Uh, geez, I I don't even, I'm so bad at remembering what I eat. I have to look back on my track. What's a typical, what's a typical breakfast? Uh, typically I, I tend not to really eat breakfast. I'll usually have cold brew and water yep. until around like nine or nine thirty. I also work in a kitchen too. So if mm-hmm. anybody out there who's working in a kitchen thinks that they can't do this, you can, I promise you, it's not the easiest thing in the world. People bring in donuts to my job all the time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, typical lunch. Oh my God. Okay. So typical lunch would be, uh, like today we made a frittata at work, you know, pretty easy standard eggs uh other things i really like just something simple like tuna over greens tuna Mm -hmm. salad over greens really easy something i can take with me to work or egg salad Mm -hmm. um like i'll have leftovers from the night before so i'll have like i made some salmon last night i'm gonna have that with some just cooked broccoli and guacamole that i made you know i don't eat like gourmet all the time not at all i eat really simple foods because (laughs) i like low-hanging fruit just as much as the next guy and if I'm in a pinch you know what I I like I'll go to Chipotle and just get a salad bowl you know and that's that's fine to me I'm I'm goal-oriented you know I feel very utilitarian when it comes to my food choices I have eaten lots of really fun stuff in my life I'm not missing out I have I really don't have like food FOMO anymore Mm -hmm. so I'm pretty happy about like how things make me feel and yeah once in a while I'll like totally go out and have I live in New Haven it's pizza capital of the world other people might want to contest that but there's (laughs) it's just everywhere okay pizza is just like ubiquitous in my life um and you know, like, yeah, I, I will totally, like, go up and, like, really enjoy it. Or or ice cream, you know, like, all these things that people always say that they, like, cheat on, quote, unquote. But I, you know, for the most part, I just really try to keep it simple, especially now that it's summer. Everything's yes. just going on a salad. It's pretty light and easy. And yeah. then cold brew. Cold brew is back all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love yeah. that. And I'm a simple eater too. And I think that, you know, people who think that it requires fancy mm-hmm. recipes or cookbooks, no, no man, it sure does <laughs> not. And simple eating isn't bland either. Like no. you can love what you eat and, you know, following Maggie on Instagram, following me on Instagram, we both post like super simple food Yeah, and it's good stuff, like really tasty. Yeah, like the other day, I just had one of, I had some Greek yogurt, and I I personally prefer savory things to sweet things. That's just always how I've been. I really have never had a sweet tooth. Um, and I just made like a savory yogurt cup with 
vegetables like cucumbers and tomatoes and all sorts of fun stuff and just pop that in there with some sea salt basically Mm. and it was really 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 good and that's it it's like oh that was easy and that was delicious (laughs) and so simple yeah it took a minute Seriously, it does not have to take long. And I want to tell people what they can do this week to win. But before before I do that, I want to ask if if you can give one piece of advice to folks who are listening and really want to change but haven't yet taken action from your perspective, because you've been there, what would be one piece of advice that you would leave to somebody that's listening right now? Mm. That's a really good question. You're putting me on the spot here a little bit. I know. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, when I was starting, I just, I needed a cheerleader constantly. Um, and that's what I found in this podcast. That's a, why I think I resonate with it so much. And I think deciding to begin is is so important. Like really, truly decide. See where you want to be. Um, that That to me was so helpful and know that you can do this it is completely within your power to do this i am a normal human being i i there's nothing necessarily spectacular about me that isn't within every one of you listening. Mm-hmm. And I did this. I did this surrounded by food. I did this in an emotionally devastating state. I did this, you know, through moving, through school, through relationship hardships, you know, through familial hardships. I, I promise you, you can do it. You're stronger than any excuse you're going to give yourself. And yeah, that. That's it. I, I believe everyone can do this. If And everyone says this. I, it drives me crazy when other people say it. But, like, if I can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. I am I'm just a normal, average Joe, and you can do it, too. I love that. And what, what I would add to that for people hearing that saying, I don't know if I can. Not only can you do it, you're worth it. Like, it yeah. is worth it. Yes. The change is worth it. And how good it feels to be proud of yourself and watch your body transform, that feels so much better than the things you're giving it up for, than the, oh, yeah. than the treats, than the sweets, than the pizza, than the whatever. Like it, it's so worth it. I, do you feel like that? I mean, I get so oh emotional about that. It's so worth it to me. I too, really. I mean, beyond, it's, it's indescribable how grateful I am that I decided to do this. I saved my own life. Mm-hmm. And I, every day I'm on, this is not just about a physical transformation. This is in your mind. And every day I do this, I know more and more about who I am and I'm grateful for the person I am and who I truly am. I am who I truly am now. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding behind anything. I have all the confidence I've I ever thought I would have and I'm mining for more and I feel so much stronger within myself. If you are teetering on the fence of doing this, I strongly suggest doing it, you know, just give it a shot. Just try it. It's the best thing I've ever done for myself and it's the best thing I'm doing for myself forever. I, I totally agree. Just start and never stop. Maggie, you are such an incredible inspiration. I am 
so thrilled that our paths crossed and I love it when your name pops up in my inbox. It just makes my day. Um, And for everybody listening, you definitely want to follow, follow Maggie's journey on Instagram because her transformation is amazing and her attitude is amazing. And I'm just so grateful that you're willing to chat with us today. So thank you so much, Maggie. It means the world to me. Oh, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me. And thank you for everything you do. I speak on behalf of this community and we are so grateful for you and all of the work that you do. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So, you know, one of the things that Maggie and I got to do was work together. She was a fat loss fast tracker for two 90 day sessions. And what I want to do to celebrate the anniversary is connect with a couple of you. I want to give away another two one on one, just me and you coaching calls. Here's what you can do. Since we talked about affirmations today, I want you to post on this episode's link on Facebook or on Instagram or on the show notes page. And I want you to tell me one one of your affirmations. If you don't have one, guess what? Make one. We gave you some of <laughs> ours today. And if you have one, I would love to know one of the affirmations that you are currently using to help step into who you want to be. You do have to be on the Primal Potential VIP email list to win that call because I'll be contacting you via email and I won't have your email address via Instagram. So comment, um, make sure you're on the VIP list, and I will be contacting the winners via email on Tuesday within instructions on how to schedule the call. I will wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Like Maggie, I tend to feel my best when I keep it lighter in the morning. Um, So especially in the summer, I did cold brew coffee. That's what I had in the AM. There wasn't a lot in the fridge. Yeah, it was yesterday that I did the BLT salad with eggs. It was literally a bowl of lettuce and tomatoes and bacon and some eggs. And then I went out to dinner and had some raw oysters and a cold fish salad. It was amazing. And we've got another really special episode coming up on... Well, oh, Tuesday is all about journaling and what I want you to pay attention to. That was a big thing for me. It's a big thing for Maggie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a template and a little cheat sheet for you coming up on Tuesday's episode. So do not miss that because I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. And we will see you then. Everybody take care. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall.